Back to the Culture Call on Praise 93.3 with L. Spencer Smith. Our desire is to reach and empower the community by discussing a cross-section of relevant topics from various perspectives that are essential to its growth and interpersonal connections. Be sure to save our call-in number 205-752-4800. Be sure to install the free Praise 93.3 app so you can send L. Spencer Smith a message or topic idea. Search for WTSK in your app store. You know what time it is. That's right. It's time for the culture call with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, right here on your inspiration station, Praise 93.3. Good morning. Listen, thanks for hanging out with me for the next two hours from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. We're going to be talking a little bit about everything. That's right. From sports, society to sports, education to economics, and definitely from religion to relationships. And as always, Every morning, we are here to create a safe space to have empowering, provocative, and yes, even sometimes controversial conversations. And guess what? We, if you keep it right here, we can learn together right here on the Culture Call. Want to welcome everybody who is new to our show. Yeah, maybe you were, were you know, just got some time off, or you're driving through the city, or whatever you're doing, and somebody turns you on to the Culture Call. Well, listen. Welcome to the Culture Call family. We are a close-knit family over here, and I am super excited about you being a part. Always want to send out to my fave brother Jay, who blazes the airways even before I get on. And he passes me a hot baton, and I'm running with it today. Shout out to him, definitely. Listen, we're going to have a great day. And definitely, those of you who listen to me every day, and you see me in the street, and you say, hey, I listen to you every day. Hey, I'm telling you, I really appreciate it. We could definitely not do this without you, you, and most certainly you. I am glad to be a part of your life and definitely glad to have you as a part of mine. Listen, I want to encourage each and every one of you that if you have not done it already, yeah, if you haven't done it already, go ahead and to your app store on your smart device, your Apple or your Android phone, and you can find there, search out Praise 93.3. That's right. Search it out. And guess what you can do? Download that free 99 app. It doesn't cost a thing. And you can hear me from wherever you are in the world. You can hear me all definitely all around the country, whether you're in Detroit, Michigan, whether you're in Portland, Oregon, whether you are in Jackson, Mississippi, and definitely right here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Birmingham, Huntsville, Mobile, Montgomery, you name it, you can hear me. Yeah. And all of the other spaces in between all of the 50 states, you can hear the culture call. So go ahead and download that. Yeah. Not only just me, but you can listen to all the inspirational gospel music and all of the insights that go on here on Praise 93.3. Listen, every morning I encourage you to go ahead and utilize this uh, uh, this email, culturecall.praise at gmail.com. Now, what can I do with that? I'm glad that you asked. You can send me your public service announcements and events. That's no, that's we're in the holiday season, so I know there's a whole lot of celebrations and Yuletide events that's going on. Guess what? You can send them to me at culturecall.praise at gmail.com. 
dot com or you can go to our facebook page the culture call like the page and just send me a message of the flyer or of the announcement and guess what we're going to do we're going to let lottie dotty everybody know to come to your event whether it's your revival whether it's your concert whether your fraternity or sorority is doing something listen whether it's just something like your sunday morning service guess what i want everybody to show their face in the place and encourage your heart right because who wants to put on a program that no one shows up to? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, that's my part. I want to be your public uh, public relations uh, individual to tell everybody what's happening in your neck of the woods. Why? Because we do it better when we do it together. And as, all, as always, you can save this number 205-752-4800. That's 205-752-4800. You can do that. And guess what? You can call in and we can chat it up or you can get on the app. Mm -hmm. You can get on that app and let me know exactly what you think about what we're talking about. Yeah, you can do that. And uh, yeah, I'm going to say it on the air. If you put your name, I'm going to tell the folks who you are. That's That's right. If you're going to say it once, say it twice and put your name on it. Yeah, definitely. We're going to have a great time. Of course, if you missed any of our past shows, you can go to Apple Podcasts. We have uh, the past shows there. Just type in Culture Call and you will find me and all of the great shows that we have done this entire, uh, but not the entire year because we kind of started getting it done maybe in the middle of the broadcast season. So, yeah, but you can find all of the ones uh, that you may have missed and uh, be a part and catch up. Like, my goodness, you're going to find some wonderful, wonderful information uh, when you go to and uh, when you apply to that Apple podcast, right? We're going to expand it for 2024. So, yeah. If you missed it, don't worry about it. We're going to put it in a doggy bag for you so that you will be able to listen to it wherever you are and whenever you need to. How is that? Yeah, I know that's good, right? Listen, so do me a favor. Sit back and relax. Grab you some coffee. You know how we do it. Get you some Maxwell House or some Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, you can go and get you some herbal tea, some chamomile if you're trying to chill out, if green tea if you're trying to kick it up. Yeah, a little bit. Or you can definitely, definitely get you some alkaline water, detox that body, get down to your cellular level, tell those cells, wake up, let's have a beautiful day, get hydrated, and come on, let's get into the culture. Listen, y'all, listen, there is, you know, I can't keep up with what's going on. I know every day brings something new every day. I'm telling you, I'm not going to even talk about just current events because that would just keep us my mind blown, uh, our minds blown, and I have to go in deep and, you know, that part. I don't want to get into all the politics and all of the other stuff that's going on. Yeah, there's a whole lot going on in our world. But I will encourage our community that we need to pay attention. I will encourage black folks that, yes, we need to pay attention because everything affects us. Everything affects us. And part of my assignment on this show every day is to make sure you know how it affects you, when it's happening, how it's rolling down, guess what? So that you won't be late, last, or lost in any of the things that's going on around your community, around our communities, and in our cities, or wherever you find your municipality to be, right? I don't want to go there. Listen, I have had a, bum, a bombardment. I have had a bunch of people, you know, asking me and talking to me about relationships and I'm about sick of y'all. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. No, 
I'm talking about men, men fussing about women in relationships, women fussing about men in relationships. And I'm like, I thought this was the most wonderful time of the year. I'm telling you, they're tripping. I'm like, hey, I'm like, yo, what is going on? And I'm talking about from L, uh, just the person, L, L, you know, L, the artist, you know, and then definitely the bishop. They're asking me what I think about X, Y, Z. What's my perspective? And, you know, uh, why can't they establish, uh, you know, good relationships? And I was like, yo, last week I did a show on uh, Christmas, uh, Christmas cuffing, you know, trying to get in relationships and all that. And although I know a lot of us that doesn't apply to us, you know, one of the things that I always say to all of the, my preachers and that I train and preacher friends is that, you know, my granddaddy taught me that good preaching really starts from a Bible in one hand and a newspaper. And what he really meant was understanding the culture in the next, right, in the other hand. So the, if, if you're going to be any kind of any kind of minister, preacher, any kind of person, radio announcement, whatever, worth your salt, you got to have... You know, a, a text in your hand, a text, a biblical text in one hand, and definitely you have to know what's going on in the culture. So I started researching, right? And of course, I do research all the time. That's kind of what my, my the sum total of my life is. When I when I get off air today, I've got some research to do, um, and not because I'm in school. I've just always kind of been a researcher. I guess it's that thing that's a nosy thing that's on me. I don't know, but I have some researchers out there as well. And I've, I've been listening and I've been kind of, re, you know, uh, reading about what's really the tension that's happening uh, with men and women in this hour. What are y'all out there doing? <laughs> you know, what are the young folks doing? What is this generation doing? And what I'm finding out, it ain't just the young folks. It's older people who should know better, who should know, I mean, for real. And so I'm going to talk a little about that today. We're going to talk about, about you know, this the re- relationship resolves. How can we get some answers for these relationships? You know, I think the personal issue there uh, that when we deal with relationships is that we first have to look at our reflection. Relationships do not work if you ignore your own reflection. That was good. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> I said, relationships do not work, will not work, right? If you first do not look at your reflection. In other words, one of the things I'm I'm getting to understand about uh, people is that they 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 look at life through a window. They look at life through a window. In other words, they can see other people, see other things, see in other people's houses that they do not, however, look in a mirror. They don't see themselves. They don't see their dysfunctions, their deficiencies. They don't see their own idiosyncrasies. They don't see their own problematic tendencies. They just see life through a window. And the dangerous thing is that when you begin to look at life through the window, you create definitions that may not necessarily be personal to you. You will apply a, a, a tremendous generality to it, right? And what I often tell people is that it's a dangerous thing when you apply ubiquity to something that requires specificity. What does that mean? That when you're so busy saying all men, all women, all this, all that, when you should just simply be saying 
the ones that I have been in, the ones, the man that I had, the woman that I had, right? That's that we don't do that because it, it's kind of human nature to gain, to try to gain support. I want support from my perspective. I want to rally a group of people around, especially in the social media age where likes and follows are, uh, are the thing by which uh, you're measured, your importance, your significance, your value, right? You got people who will call themselves now a cultural influencer. That's the, all they do is they, you know, research random stuff, no, no degrees, very little experience, but you can find anything you want. In, on Google and on TikTok, you can find all of that on there. And what happens is they appoint themselves as gurus. Then what happens is that they get a bunch of people to like and follow them. And now they become the voice of an experience that a lot of them, one, have not had, or two, was dysfunctional when you experienced it. See, because just because you experience the thing doesn't make you an expert. Bars. Let me say that again. I said, just because you have experienced a thing does not make you an expert. It doesn't mean now that you are the sum total and the know-all of a particular area, right? And I think that that's how relationships are being approached now, that you've had, and, and, and by younger people, right, that that you you've had a few relationships and they haven't worked, now you become the guru of the opposite sex. You become the guru of this thing. You become the guru of that thing, right? You you you, you know you be, you begin to use dysfunctional definitions to define people's destiny and purpose in the world, right? Because you're looking primarily at life through a window, right? And my thing is, you shouldn't really deal with relationships until you have looked at life through a mirror. What is going on with you? What's, what, what, what has been your personal experience? How did you grow up? What was your environment? What kind of family structure and belief systems do you have? Because all of those are important to relationship building, right? Because two people in a relationship become one. And I think... Here's another thing. I believe that if we stop treating people like cars, you know, how we test drive them, that I'm not coming into this with any kind of commitment. I'm not or any kind of desire for commitment. I'm not coming into this with any kind of, you know, I just want something that's going to get me from here to there. I just want something that's going to take me from my house to the grocery store back to my house. Right. And that's how we treat relationships. That's how we treat people. That's how we treat people. What can you do for me? We are stuck in an ever uh, cyclical uh, roundabout with uh, uh, Janet Jackson's songs. What have you done for me lately? You know, you remember that of her hot album control. Yeah. Back in the 80s. What have you done for me lately? Right. What 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 are you you're getting in relationships not thinking about what I really, what, truthfully, what you bring to the table and what you come to give. You want to know what that other person has come to deliver. And sad to say, many people get uh, caught up in that whole idea or that whole understanding that people are only there for their pleasure. They are stuck in a consumer mentality. 
that we view relationships from a capitalistic sense, which makes us consumers. So somebody has to produce something to make me happy or to satisfy a particular area of my life, right? And based upon how I am satisfied, that's the degree that I will perhaps uh, uh, reciprocate or view that person, right? But that is a destructive and dangerous way and really uh, uh, to have a relationship. You're setting yourself up for failure, when you approach relationships like that and it's and it doesn't even have to be a love relationship it's how it's how people now choose churches it's how people now to choose jobs you know it's how people choose everything in life through the window of what something else can do for me you're not treating me what i'm worth right now you show up to work late you take an extended lunch break you you know you don't complete your assignments on time but what this job doing for me? Well, what are you doing for that job? What are you doing? I mean, again, I don't think it is wise for you to try to live life, you know, grading, grading other people, other circumstances, other situations that literally you have not experienced. You have not even fathomed to be taught it the correct way. So we just out here trying each other out. We're trying each other out. And, you know, and it's that trying each other, again, like I said, like cars. So so much so that by the time we find someone, they're not even a new car. <laughs> they're used cars on a used car lot, right? And I'm holding, I'm holding you to the experience of I, I need you to be a new car for me. I don't need you to have no kids, no previous experience whereby you're judging life by, I don't need you to have, I need you to have this amount of money, this kind of house, this kind of thing. That That's what I need. That's, that's exactly what I need. But hold on. Yeah, you want me to be a 2024, uh, you know, Escalade, but you are, you are 2000 Toyota, <laughs> Toyota Camry. I don't understand. And I have to accept that. You know, I have to accept the fact that you want me to be a 2024 off the off the factory floor, fully loaded Escalade, and I got to take you, however, and accept the fact that you are a 2000 Honda Accord. That ain't fair. How is that right? But that's the way people are viewing relationships. That's the way that they've resolved relationships. And one of the things that I want to bring to our minds, even in this time of year, is that when we, the, it is the issue love. Okay, that's, that, that, okay, let's try it again. Because some people say, well, love ain't enough. Now, I'm one of those people that have said that before. I'm, I, you know, love, loving somebody ain't enough. But, but when I think about it, when, when, when you're talking about puppy love, no. When you're talking about eros love, sexual love, no. When you, but when you're talking about agape, unconditional, a decision to unconditionally do what is best for you, then love really has to be, it, love is enough. It's the foundation because love is not just a feeling in that context. Love becomes uh, the, the, prime, the prime mechanism of making a decision and making choices on behalf of another individual to make them better, to choose what's the best thing for their life. 
and having them to do the same for me. True love is reciprocal. But here it is. Here it is. Love, because of the way we, we look at it, is, is one of those things where I need more than just love. I, I get it. I, 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 underst- I understand it when people say that. But it's also my job to correct them. No. My thing is love is the foundation because what I need to figure out is can you choose right for me? If we're going out on a date and I take you to Perry's or I take you to a good old steakhouse, your best steakhouse, right? I take you to Oceans, one of the top, you know, Ocean Prime. I take you to one of the top seafood restaurants in the country, right? Uh, right? And we start dating like that. And boom, 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 right? Good deal. We're having a good time. Then something happens in my job and I no longer can afford that high level, high grade thing. And now we got to downgrade to Papado's. We got to downgrade to Longhorn. Right? And you say, oh, I, no, I, my life requires. No, then you haven't, you didn't, you didn't love me. You didn't love that person. You love what they could do for you. Right. You love that they can, they could create a life that you, you could not, would, wouldn't even think about creating for them because there ain't nothing wrong with your job. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So how come that is not reciprocal? Well, well, that's cause, you know, I had a, a young lady say, because men ought to take care of women. Men, no, no, don't do that. Don't, don't y'all do that. Come to Jesus. It's altar call time. Come, <laughs> come on, right? Because on the one hand, you say men supposed to do that. And then when men say, okay, I'm taking care of you, X, Y, Z. Here's what I'm going to need. Well, you can't control me. And what about, okay, wait a minute. Hold on, stop. Push pause. This love relationships are not supposed to be about material things. Because those things literally could change overnight. You could be a six-figure, high six-figure executive today. And then tomorrow morning, stocks crash, business goes out, you know, your, your company goes out of business. And now today you're looking for a job. You don't want somebody who was in love with your money and in love with the accoutrements of being with you and not loving you. Right? You don't want that. That's not what, that's not what you want. Being with somebody is not worth or having somebody in your life is not worth you sacrificing your mortal significance in order simply to impress them, to have somebody on your side. That makes absolutely no sense. And here's the deal. We're living in a generation where people are willing to trade that. I just want to be comfortable. No, 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 no. That's not what you want. And I tell them, that's not just what you want. I want some, I want this. I want her to be this. I want her to be this. I want her to be this. Let me tell you, I, listen, I, 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 things that stand up, I have to tell the young men, I say, listen, you're looking at her right now and she got, you know, she got a big butt. She got all that kind of stuff and she looks wonderful right now. That I get it because she in her 20s now. But keep living. Keep, keep living. And, and and she has your children, you marry, she has your children, and all those different kinds of things. The gravity is going to take effect. 
age is going to take effect and you got to learn how to love the stage that you're in because it's not about what they can do for you. It's about what that person is to you. It's about the love, the reciprocation of relationship. It's about the assignment. You know, I think uh, I met my wife in 1990, November 1990 well, it was, was before that. I met her then and she was fine then. And that, yeah. And yeah, she is fine now. She's had my three kids. She's beautiful, you know, and we're at a different stage and age in life, right? And, and, and that's so very important. She, I mean, that you have to love the person for who they are. I can't look at her and say, hey, you ain't, you don't look like you used to look in college. Well, shoot, I don't either. <laughs> right? She's, she's given me great, my greatest gifts in the world, my children. She's worked beside me. She's seen me at my best and tolerated me at my worst. <laughs> right? She didn't throw me on the side of the road. Right? And so, and so that's because we established, we looked at life and say, hey, how can I make this individual's life better? I love them enough to do what is significant for the other person. And when that is mutual, when that is mutual, you'll have something that is long lasting. You have something that is, I'm not, see, here's the deal. You should not get in relationship with the mentality that I'm, I'm going to trade them in if they don't give me everything I want. Here is the deal. There is no relationship, even your relationship with the Lord, that ain't going to give you everything you want. Let me go and put it on out there for those of you who are listening with an able ear, with an able ear. If you he that have an ear, <laughs> let him hear. Hear me now. No, you're not. Anything you get, you're not going to always get what you want. That's not how life works, right? Because, number one, because you're not going to give everybody everything they want. You see, you see how that works. We've got to stop this whole idea of my life is the only life that matters. Because it doesn't. That's not how this world works. That's not how humanity works. That's not how God created us. So when we're talking about establishing relationships, we cannot do it from the window perspective solely. Because now I do believe that you ought to look at the window, through the window, to see how other people act, to see what, because it's important. I need to know where you come from, who your people are. I need to know what your, your visions, your dreams, what your aspirations are, you know? I, I need to see, are we compatible? We just might need to be friends, right? But I can't just look out through the window solely to make that determination. No, I gotta look at me. I've got to begin to say, hey, this is how I believe. This is what I thought. This is what my habits are. This is what my bad points are. X, Y, Z, A, B, C. You know? Watch this. This is what I'm going to, <laughs> I'm asking somebody to accept about me. Yeah. I'm a procrastinator, you know? I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a this. You know, I don't always like to pick up after myself. I can't cook. You know, I, I, you need to see all of those things. And when you're in relationship, be honest about presenting your best self. And your best self is not the self 
and that you, you know, you act like you ain't got no flaws and you got it all together. Your best self is your authentic self. Because I believe that in a relationship that God has ordained for somebody to love our authentic self. Uh, we are all people in progress. So that means, yeah, I might start off here, but I'm getting better. I'm working on this, but this is what I'm dealing with right now. Right? And I think that if we begin to look at relationships from a healthier context, from a, a from a context of parity and fairness, when you begin to look at God bringing somebody into your life as a favor that he is doing for you, because you remember in the beginning it was it's not good for man to be alone, right? When you begin to look at it from a, that particular lens and context, that when God invests somebody in your life, he's doing you a favor. So we shouldn't just trifle with an individual's heart and their being as if they're nothing. Absolutely not. That we ought to resolve to do the best that we can for everyone, even ourselves, when we get in relationships. We are going to have a wonderful conversation on today. Talking about relationships resolves. Yeah, we're going to see if we can get some relationship answers. You don't need to miss this. Listen, this is yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, right here on the Culture Call. Praise 93.3 FM. Keep it right here. Good morning. Don't miss it. We are back with your truly Elspeth Smith right here on the Culture Call. Yeah, on your station, Praise 93.3 FM. Hey, y'all, let's talk about the me factor. Let's deal with that. I dealt with this before, but I think it's, 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 it's important because, you know, I had a friend of mine, uh, the late Troy Sneed, and I, I said this in, in church last night. The late Troy Sneed, he would say at the end of every choir rehearsal, he was the director of the Family Gospel Choir. And he would say, wherever you go, and we sitting on the edge of our seat like he's going to say something profound. He said, wherever you go, there you are. And we were like, you know what, that's crazy. But there was something, that's so much, um, you know, profundity in that simplicity. That's, that's something so weighty there. That wherever you go, there you are. And I think when we talk about relationships, we have to we have to begin with the core of every relationship, which is the me factor. You know, what's going on with you in the context of your own personal life, in your spiritual life, in your soulish life? Are you emotionally intelligent? Uh, are, are you physically cap- capable and able? You know, what's that? What's your health look like? We we we, we have to start there because if we don't. We'll, we'll start looking through the lens of commodification. What does that mean? That I'm looking to see what someone else can do for me, and I'm putting a price on that. I'm putting a worth on that, and you're hearing a whole lot of conversations. You know, this coming year, I'm going to do something major. You know, the, the, my heart just was tre- is trending to the single people in our community because we got to begin to have a conversation. And from the pulpit, we got to stop, you know, echoing certain uh, certain cultural idioms and saying simply to be relative or relevant to young people that we are saying what they're saying and their catchphrases trying to be relevant to them instead of being revelational so that they can come to another place in time in their life. They, they can come to a lo- another level of understanding. And here's what the text says. If you get whatever you get, Get wisdom, and and all you're getting, what? 
get understanding. I think sometimes we miss that whole idea of understanding, of really knowing and uh, knowing what we're looking at and gaining the insight that is necessary to be viable in certain areas of our lives, right? And so when we talk about relationships and relationship resolve, we've got to deal with you. We've got to deal with the me factor. I've got to start with myself, right? That's how the Bible starts off. I don't know how we miss this, right? Well, because we have in this generation, literally, we have a a, a, a spirited generation, but not a really uh, biblically educated generation. What do you mean? Because if you've been to church any modicum of time, because I don't like church, I don't need church, I could be saved and don't go to church. I don't know where they got that from. And I get it for all of the all of the, 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 the things that go on in church, because church is made up of people, right? <laughs> right? Church is not an institution outside of its people, of the people that are, are, are joined there, that are attend there. That your church is only as strong as the people progress themselves, right? I know Matthew 16 says, upon this rock, Jesus says he's going to build his church and the gates of Hades should not prevail against it. I get all of that. I get all of that. But then but then he then he says something. He says, and I'm gonna give you the keys, solutions, answers to the kingdom, to how to live this kind of life. Right? So that whatsoever you give access to, whatever you utilize and put in in practice, is gonna be heaven is gonna echo that. And whatever you bind up, whatever you lock and keep out, whatever. So this whole idea of understanding is very important. I believe that understanding is a kingdom key. Is a very important key. That we're having we're having parents who have babies who are trying to understand after the baby gets here. You know? There's no prenatal awareness, no and how how is this going to fall, you know, think of how how is this going to play out? You know? We get a whole lot of that and not to cast aspersions or to talk about anybody in a negative or derogatory way, but we've got to start getting understanding on the front end, the front end of the things that we engage in. You didn't understand that that job required you to be there on time and be dressed a certain way and have to honor, watch this, and respect, watch this word, deadlines, that you are late for every task, you're late getting to work, you're late. I mean, you didn't think that would... See, you can't come into this new job trying to do your thing, your way. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do, but you need their money because you can't pay yourself. Because if you could pay yourself, guess what you wouldn't be? You wouldn't have that job. You wouldn't have applied to the job. You wouldn't be employed by that company, right? So there are various levels of understanding that we have to have. You don't just you don't just go to class and just do what you want to. You know, there's got to be a, a, a MOU, a memorandum of understanding, right? Every teacher, professor, whatever gives out a syllabus. That's a memorandum of understanding, so you'll know what's due on what date. What's the penalty for turning in late work? What time you? What day you are to present? What are all of this? Right? We understand that. And so we've got to get an understanding when it comes to relationships. And the understanding is, number one, love God. Yeah, love yourself. And then you can love others. Stop loving people or trying to love people or better yet, get them to love you.
first to teach you how to love yourself. Right? Because if you, listen to this, if you really love God and you really love yourself, there would be some people who you're trying to establish a relationship with that they wouldn't even be in that pool. They wouldn't even be in that section, that category. Right? But you're trying to find somebody to bring the missing pieces of how you've not loved and understood your own self. And what that does, what that does, it creates tension in any relationship. It creates, uh, why am I even here? You know, you're already confusing. You're putting, you're putting the other person on the job interview because you're trying to find Get them to say something that's going to make you happy or make you more complete or make you more. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. No, it begins with this. God, who have you made me to be? Who, what, what, what am I, what's my assignment from you? What am I supposed to be doing in the earth? Yeah. And then it's loving me, learning how to love me. And can I tell y'all, that's a, that's a, that's a job. But see, here's the deal. This is why I'm focusing on singles this year. Because that's what singleness is about. Loving God into loving yourself. Doesn't mean that you're self-centered. Doesn't mean that you're egotistical. Doesn't mean that you're narcissistic. Doesn't mean that you don't care about anything and any other person. What that means, however, is I have to focus, I dedicate a modicum of focus on my personal life. On my personal things, what I got going on. Yeah, I've got to look and tell the truth about my own flaws, about my own failures and my own flailings, my own fears. I've got to deal with all of those. That's what that single season is about. I've got to find grace. I've got to find uh, uh, skill. I've got to find competency on just how to deal with me and accept me. Because guess what? That's the me I'm going to be presenting to to another person, to my neighbor. See, people don't hate you because they just hate you. They hate you because they hate themselves. People don't just mishandle you to mishandle you. People mishandle you because why? They mishandle themselves. This is not hard. That's a fi- This is relationship 101. And so I'm dealing with single people and getting them to understand, hey, you know, getting into a relationship does not mean that you can come to the relationship without flaws. That you got to be so perfect and so, you know, have it all together. That's not what, that's not what you got to be. That's not a prerequisite for relationship. That's a prerequisite for insanity and disaster. No, no, it is, it is presenting again, your most authentic self to another individual, watch this, and loving them with your authentic self, you learning how to love them, yeah, not waiting for them to love you to see if you're going to love them. No, as you come into the relationship like that, even in a dating, and we used to say courting back in the day, even in a dating relationship, that's how you should approach it. I'm going to be on, I'm going to present my most authentic self and do what I believe is best. So I'm going to pull out the chair for her. I'm going to open the door for her. I'm going to ask her what she wants. Right? Before the date. 
I'm going, yeah, I'm going to do all that because some women, all women are not alike. Some women like to say, well, he got to ask me, let him, do you know why he can't decide for himself? Oh my goodness. When we all know, when we all know, if I decide for myself and you don't like it, that's another problem. You're right. <laughs> that's another situation. So the best thing to do is just ask you what you want. Right. And, and, and try not to complicate the other person's life because I know them learning to love me is going to be a complication. It's going to be a journey. A journey. It is. It was a journey for my own self to love me. So I know it's going to be a journey for them to learn me, to love me, right? To understand me. You know, well, ain't no, I, you know, ain't nobody like that. Ain't nobody like that in the world. You mean all of those people are gone? Well, how come, how come other people are finding relationships and you not? That what's the what, what's the problem? Everybody else, right? Well, maybe maybe my woman ain't been born yet. Uh, sir, you forty, so if she ain't been born yet. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. No, it's just that women who is in your who who are in your perspective or in your spectrum ain't gonna tolerate. You know, well, that's what my mama did. Then you should have married your mama. That's what X Y. That's why I said you gotta understand. You got to, that understanding is the key. Well, my mama fixed my daddy plate every day. Yes, sir, but you're living in 2023. You are 25 years old. These women have to work. They don't stay home. They work just as long as you, right? And there's nothing that takes away from you by fixing her plate, nothing. By saying, hey, baby, you don't have to do nothing. Let's go out to dinner tonight. Nothing takes nothing. It shows that you're paying attention and that you're sensitive to her life, not trying to make her into your mama. You already got one. Right? My daddy did X, Y, Z and my son, why he need to do that. Okay, all right, but yeah, okay, but look at what your mom did for him. Are you willing to do that if a guy actually, no, I want all my freedom and I want all, I want to do this I want to, okay, but hold on. See, it can't be it can't be what what ha- again what comes back to you or what's coming to you first. It's got to be what am I willing to invest in this individual of interest? And even when you don't even know what the level of interest is, you still should make up your mind. The moment you say they say, "Hey, do you want? Can we go out sometime?" And if you say yes, right then and there, you should be thinking about. How can I make this experience better for this individual? How can I make this person better? How can I, you know, how can I add and not take away? And that's not trying to change them, right? It could be something as simple as you buying a nice little friendship card. And when he picks you up, you say, hey, I just wanted to say thank you for this, uh, for what I know is going to be a wonderful evening. So can you take this card? Listen, first of all, that shatters a whole lot because some women don't think that the only symbol of affection that men want is sex. No. Men love that stuff too. We may not say it all the time because portions of our humanity with regards to relationship and intimacy are societally and culturally taken away from us. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that part. It's taken away from us. So a lot of times men may, you know, they may want those things, but don't even know how to, you know, 
how to say it, how to articulate it. Yeah, see, so you, uh, again, who are you learning this stuff from? I asked the individual yesterday, where are you learning this stuff from? Who told you this? Where you get, where you getting this from? Where you getting, where you getting your life stages and pages? Where? Where? And most of the times, 10 times out of 10, they don't know. 10 times out of 10, they're trying to make a whole thesis out of one experience, out of one relationship. They're trying to justify dysfunction instead of being authentic and saying, hey, with all of my dysfunctions, here's what I do. Here's what I, here's what I do. I don't even like this and I'm working on this. I just want to tell you up front. Hopefully this don't scare you or scare you away. <laughs> you know? And a real man, a real woman that's interested in doing what is best for you say, no, I'm not, no, because I got my own thing too. I got my stuff too. Right? See, again, again, if, if, if the perfect individual we would stop looking for and attempt to become the best individual that we personally can be, this thing will turn around. This thing will totally change. This animus between men and women and this whole misunderstanding uh, about relationships will change when we understand, hey, I don't have to be the perfect person. And neither should I require them, the other person, to be the perfect one. Right? But I do need to present myself as the best authentic individual that I can be. Yeah. And be honest about it. Be honest about it. I'm still working on this. I'm still working on that. And I mean, if they say, oh, no, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to do that. Okay, cool. Then guess what? Well, we can just be friends. No problem. You know, I think we lie so much. We tell the untruths and we are trapped in this world of deception because in relationships, I don't think that's what we really want. I think a lot of people want manipulation. They want to manipulate somebody, right? Right. They, you know, they want to, they want this in Hollywood. Uh, they want strings and violent and strings and, and violence playing and all this kind of stuff. They're trying to get saxophones playing and all that other kind of stuff because they're waiting to have a Hollywood moment. But guess what? That's not real life, ladies and gentlemen. My brothers and my sisters, that's not real life. It is when you present your best you, flaws and all, and say, hey, I'm presenting this. I'm going to put, yeah, I'm, yeah. And think outside of yourself. I'm not talking to be weird. You know, I'm not talking about buying her uh, an expensive dress on the first date. Dude, come on, calm down. That's what you're waiting out. I'm not trying to talk about buying her a diamond ring or a tennis bracelet on the first date. I'm not talking about buying him, you know, underwear on the first date or, or you know, something. No, come on, y'all. We got more sense than that. I'm talking about presenting your best self and seeing you know, and praying and say, God, allow me to be my authentic self to do what is best for this person that I am trying to get to know. I think that is critical. That is essential. How about you? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about it right here on the Culture Call. 
with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, right here on Praise 93.3, your inspiration station. Got more to come. Don't miss it. This is the world premiere. And we are back. It's the top of the hour, 11 a.m. and some change right here on the Culture Call with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith on Praise 93.3. And it's my prayer that you have been enjoying the broadcast and enjoying your day. That's right. So hopefully you've got your coffee or your tea or your water, whatever it is. Got your little snack. Yeah. About to get on. Uh, some of you are trying to get on. About to get on to lunch. You know, getting ready to take your lunch break. No problem with that. Yeah. Definitely want to encourage you to continue to support our Toys for Tots here at the station. You can bring up your toys. Yes, I'm telling you, it's important that we do that so that people will know exactly what the Yuletide season is really about. We want to make sure that children everywhere have a toy under the tree uh, during Christmas time. You know, that I believe that really, number one, we live in a country uh, that we that no t- uh, child should be left behind in any kind of good thing. Um, but definitely those of you who listen, be moved by compassion and the spirit of kindness and generosity and come and drop off a, a good toy, a big, a nice toy uh, at the station. It doesn't have to just be one. You can listen, load your car up and bring it here so that we can be a tremendous blessing to all of the children in our area. How about that, right? Good deal, good deal. Listen, again, I know there's a whole lot going on, a whole lot of events going on this time of year uh, at your church, or, you know, concerts, choir concerts, you know, uh, all those kind of things. And, and send us, send us, if if others can come, let me put it like that, because I know if it's a job situation, you may not be able to do that, but send it to us at culturecall.praise at gmail.com, culturecall.praise at gmail.com and help us or let us help you let everybody know what's happening so that they can show some faces in the place. Good deal? Good deal. Listen, was reading my chat. Yes, somebody asked me, can this be listened to again? Can we hear this again? Yes, you can go to Apple Podcasts and listen and type in Culture Call. Yeah, you'll see my mug up there. <laughs> you'll see my face up there, absolutely. But yeah, you can go to Culture Call and on Apple Podcasts and listen to as many as you so desire. Uh, there, that's where they're located. That's where they are archived. And um, yeah, I'm sure it will be a blessing to you out in Houston, Texas. That's right. Thank you. I appreciate that. That makes me feel really, really good. Again, to all of you who have not done so, yeah, you can definitely hit me up on the chat. You can hit me up on the chat. I'm looking at it. I'm reading it. All of those things so that you uh, can stay and let me know what's going on. If you have a question, you know, what, regardless of what it is, uh, I will do my very best to, to provide an answer to your questions and to your concerns. Okay? Good deal. Good deal. Listen, we've been talking about relationships resolved. And uh, our relationship resolutions, actually, and making certain uh, that we can come up with some articulate answers about that. I didn't know. I didn't know that, um, you know, when I did the the show on Christmas cuffing, so many people were like, wait a minute, what cuffing? Wait a minute. What are we doing? What are we doing? And, and really, the, the issue is, so like, what is cuffing? What is cuffing? It's just 
It just means getting booed up, getting with somebody, being with someone, finding someone you can cuddle with. But that cuffing situation is not necessarily, does not have permanence in its mindset. It's for a season. That's why we call it Christmas cuffing. So around, you know, they might stay till February or sometimes those things break up before Valentine's Day so they don't have to buy a gift. You know, they're not going to make any commitment. And that's a shame. That's a tragedy because, you know, what that says on a macro level and even on a micro level, that says that we value each other so very little that all I want is the physicality of who you are. I want you to make me feel good in one realm of my life. Um, and that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate because I think that when we when we have that kind of attitude and that kind of mentality, it sets up distortions with regards to how relationships should really work and what they should really be about. And at the end of the day, and even in the beginning, we've got to begin to not to, to not take each other for granted, to not take each other for granted. Say it again, to not take each other for granted, right? We've got to learn how that relationship is about, you know, properly assessing, assigning value to another individual and then loving them enough to, to begin to, you know, in our daily lives, do our very best that can enhance or what can enhance that value and that worth of that individual. So that, you know, at the end of the day, we don't have a bunch of bitter people walking around because I think we have a whole lot. Man, I was talking to an individual and I could tell when we started talking about relationships, I, I could see bitterness really emanate from them. And I'm not, not, not nothing like the spirit of bitterness, you know, when it's not that deep, but I could see that they had many unresolved issues. And if they were resolved, they were resolved in a way that that did not leave them emotionally intact. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? That they had had a particular experience or better yet experiences that you could see when they were talking about certain things bitterness would come up. Now, if you know me like, you know, if you know me any stretch, I'm the kind of person going to say, hey, what's that? What you talking about? No, 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 no. We talked about that and your whole demeanor changed. Your whole, what's, what's all this you're giving? You know, what does that come from? Because I believe in getting to the heart of the matter. That's just kind of me, right? That's, that's, I don't, I don't deal with superficiality really well. I go on, tell me what you need to tell me, then we can fix it. Right. But if you try to make yourself, you know, I'm that some people, they don't like to talk, you know, to people like me because I'm the kind of guy like, no, you ain't always the hero and they always done you wrong. Right. Because if that be the case, that means you don't need to get in there. You don't something you ain't doing right. I believe in making certain that at the end and the beginning of the day that we're able to take agency over our own lives and our own decisions. I believe that if I stunk up the joint, guess what? I stunk up the joint. It's me. I believe if I did something wrong or I got some things to work on, just say, hey, work on, work, work on it. That's my fault. That's my bad. And unfortunately, you have people that's walking on this planet Earth that think they, you know, that they're they're God's gift. And so when I meet individuals like that, I, I, I approach them one or two different ways. 
I approach them from a place of authenticity and having an honest conversation and assessment, make it comfortable for them to be transparent and say, hey, no, something happened. Tell me, tell me the whole story. You're leaving out something. And they'll be like, no, Bishop, I just, no, listen, I don't, don't lie to me. You ain't got to lie to me. I ain't, ain't going to change, you know, the fact that, you know, tell me the truth. Well, here's what really happened. Okay, see, now, all right, now this is better, right? Here's how this, here's why this relationship didn't work. Because why would you say that? Why would you phrase it like that? Well, I didn't mean that. No, 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 no. Because you thought that you and your standard were the only one in the relationship. That that what you said was was the was the standard for it, was the the apex of the relationship and everybody, per, the other person had to fall in line. You you tried to mili- militarize your vocabulary. So he, now they responded like, yo, they showed you the fact that, no, you're not going to be able to say that to me. Or they showed you the fact they put a you on you. They did a you on you and you mad. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they did a you on you and now you're upset. Because you got a heaping dose and taste of what you or what people experience when they deal with you, right? But li- listen, one of the things I believe that when we talk about relationship resolutions is that you've got to begin to extract, remove, be honest about the things that have not always worked. Again, as I said, your experience doesn't make an expert. Why does that matter? Because guess what? You could have experienced a thing wrong. You, you, what, what you went through is not everybody's definition, right? What your your dealings with that individual does is not the sum total of how I've you know I've dealt with mine. Absolutely. And so you can attempt to make yourself look one way. With, and then those of us with eyes and some sense looking like, nah, that man, come on, man. That ain't how this is for real. But that's what people do. That is what people do. Because as I said, y'all remember when I said the first thing people want to do is get other folk on their side. That's what they want to do. They want to get folk on their side. I want you. Right. I want you to do what I said to do. I want this to be what I dream this to be. Yeah, that's the point. That's the point. And so, you know, you don't have, you don't, you, because none of us, none of us have the sum total of how everything ought to be. That's why we ask and seek wisdom and we humble ourselves and, and be honest with ourselves and say, yeah, that I, I messed up right there. And own it. Yeah, I, I, I did this wrong. I got to adjust that. I got to fix that. I, you know, yeah. My next go wrong around or whether this person is a, will allow me to get, yeah, I, I won't do that again. Right? But when you're only looking at what the other individual did wrong, yeah, that's the setup for disaster. You know, I was looking at, now y'all don't judge me. This is a no judgment zone. So 
if the host ain't going to judge the listener, the listeners better not be judging the host. You know, I look at little, little a show called Paternity, you know, this whole thing about paternity cases and stuff. And it's amazing because the, 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 oftentimes, I hate to say it like this because I'm not being biased, but the reality is that the woman is bringing this man in to prove to him, or better yet, the man is saying, hey, this ain't my child. This is my child. This ain't my child. And she's like, yes, it is. X, Y, Z, A, B, C. And, oh, you know, you X, Y, Z, your name is on the birth certificate. X, Y, Z. You know, if you've ever seen it, right? And then, and then the judge, is, the judge reads the DNA test, the results from the DNA test. And they tell the man, you are not the father. And the woman is looking like, oh, wow. The, and, and, and then the judge asked something. Do you know who the father could possibly be? And here's what the woman says. Yes. Then if you knew if, who it could possibly be, why did you accuse that man? Right? That was crazy. It, it's always crazy when that happens. Right? And, of course, most times they are the father, you know, uh, to, to God be the glory. You know, all that good stuff. But in instances like that, it's like you will go home, go with a charade for years affecting other people when you know that there is a possibility that you could be wrong, that you could be the one that messed it all up, that you could be the one that had the twisted perspective, that you could have been the one that said something out of turn. Right. But you masqueraded all these years and got people thinking mad at mad at mad at the father and mad at this dude over here that says, look, June bug. I mean, he he you know, he is five inches from midnight and little June bug is just as light as he want to be. And you're trying to tell everybody that that's the daddy. Really? But you knew it. And we do that male and female men and women. We do that. We do that. We try to escape and get away with things, and we're not even thinking about how is this, what I'm doing right now, going to affect the other individual? How How is that? Because you can't have a relationship without trust, right? You can't have a relationship, and, and, and you, you can't have a relationship without deception, because deception is a different thing from trust. Right. Trust could range from something that wasn't destructive to you. You just they just didn't tell you X, Y, Z. And you felt like you should know that's that that's not necessarily trust. But you can put that in the realm of trust. It's not that they were doing anything salacious, underhanded scheming. They just didn't tell you that. That's one thing. But be, having a whole different family or having a whole different identity all that kind of stuff, and then you spring, they, they, you know, you you find out about it, or they spring it on you. That's a whole lot, and so you've got to deal with the whole uh, issue, authenticity, and honesty, and transparency in relationships. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to approach it that way. Unfortunately, yeah, they don't want to approach it that way, right? That they don't that because they have they they have not accepted themselves. They they have not accepted themselves. Right, I can remember I the day you know, and and I'm uh, hopefully my my wife's not listening. But I remember the day I'm like you know, 
Ain't nothing. Her daddy said, listen, she's an amazing mom. I've raised my daughter to be great, but here's what she going to be. She going to be late. <laughs> she going to take her time and she's not going to regard any that. No, she going to be late. So if you're trying to always be on, you have to tell her another time so you can always be on time. Right. And I was like, okay. And I'm, and I'm and early in our relationship and our marriage. I'm trying to change her. I'm trying to change. Listen, y'all, next year we will be 29 years married. And she has won that battle. I'm like, okay, babe. I just learned to say, hey, you know, you drive your car. You going with me? Okay, well, I'm leaving this time frame of reference. And she's tried to get better. But but changing her is not going it, to, no. No. It's, I'm not. No, no I'm not going to do it. Because she's going to take her time. She is going to take her time. So if something starts at 7, I need to say, hey, it starts at 6.30, 7, 6 o'clock. Because she needs that amount of time. Absolutely. See, what we go as we get in a relationship, we're trying to change people. But no, that's just one of those things. That's who that person is. That's who they are. You don't need to shun that. Embrace it. You know? And if that's you, don't get mad when somebody bring it up. Don't get upset. Hey, listen. Well, that's who I am. Yep. You know, my wife then got to, well, you want me looking good. <laughs> I'm like, well, can you make looking good a little faster? No, it takes the time it takes. You know what time it takes. I'm like, ooh, Lord, I ain't going to win this. Right. And see, that that that's how you make it work. You, you, you let them be who God has made them to be or how they show up. And you be like, okay, fine. I need to give her a little bit more time. Maybe I need to be so anal about time. Maybe the, the, the thing is, is I tell her this time, I ain't lying to her. No. Uh, if I got to be here at 7, then I need to tell her, hey, 6.30, I got to be in the building. So that means she'll start a little earlier. Right? So I want to dance. See, uh, what, what, uh, we throw people away because they ain't doing what I want them to do. People are not in a relationship so you can control them. People are not in a relationship or trying to get in a relationship where they got to be, you, you know, they got to be subservient to you. That ain't submission. That's subservience. That is control. No. Absolutely not. Nope, nope, nope. One more time, nope. Absolutely not. You know, my, my thing is, I, I, I love it. Because now we can anticipate each other. When you've been in a relationship, my, you, you anticipate. Try to feel them. Try to discern them. Try to be so connected that we finish each other's words. And she's like, you know what? I was about to say that. I was like, man, babe, I was about to say that. The same thing was coming out of our mouths. Right? That I'm not trying to control you to make you think like me. I'm trying to be in a relationship so we can be in alignment. Yeah. So that we can be together. So that we can see through the times how God has knit us together but that watch this takes watch this time that takes a process of growing together stop getting in relationships because you want to go to the movies take your tail to the movies your own self go to the movies yourself stop stop getting with other people because you want them to be your recreation 
No. It's going to end in disaster and a lot of hurt feelings and bitterness. Don't do that. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with that individual. Right? It's not control. No. Watch how you talk to me. Watch it because I'm, I'm an adult just like you. And see, again, some people are trying to have relationships, but they they absolutely are terrible about interpersonal uh, interpersonal skills. No, you're not going to holler at me. You're not going to shout at me. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm not one of your girls. I'm not one of your mother, the guys you hollering at. No, you're not going to holler at me. You're going to speak with me with, with respect. That's why I said it can't just be you. That's how you know you're ready. You're finished. Better yet, you're ready to be finished. There you go. Being single. That's how you know. That's the indicator. Because now, now, it ain't always got to be like I want it. I'm ready to embrace how can I use my life to connect it with an individual, to, to, to bring, to make them better, to help them on their journey. As they help me, on my journey. It's just not one directional. And I oftentimes I tell single folks it is ain't hard. I often tell married people this is it's not hard when you're not selfish. Now granted, there are some things that all of us show up and we're selfish about. Okay. Ain't a selfish bone in my body, then you really haven't learned how to love you yet. No, because that single that single season is about self, not selfishness, but I am focused on self, myself, right? And so, yeah, I, I'm spending my time understanding what I want, what I need, what I'm afraid of, what I need to work on, what uh, what do I need to adjust about me? See, I am spending time on that. You feel me? That's what I'm doing. I'm spending time trying to navigate, trying to figure that out. Got it? Good. But there comes a point in time when I'm ready to establish a relationship. Here's what I'm thinking. How can I take the self that I have and partner it with someone to make them better? How can I turn me into us? Bars. That was great. Did y'all have that? How I'm ready now to turn me into us. Right? And that's a journey. That's a journey. When I hear people talk about everything that I want and everything they deserve and everything they should have and everything, I'm like, but what are you, not one time have you said what you bring to the table, though. All you're talking about is the meal that they should provide. But not one time have you said, but this is what I am bringing to the table. Because what if they master in sides, but don't master in meat? Right? Can you at least bring the meat to the table? Can you at least bring the turkey to the table? Can you at least bring the chicken? Huh? Can you at least bring the fish? They got the sides covered. Why got to be always what what they bring? What they bring into the... Man, come on. Are we serious? Is this a relationship or what? Or this is your, or is this your fantastical idea of what you think 
you deserve. That's manipulation. That's not, you don't want a relationship. That's not, that's my goodness. I can't stress, you don't want a relationship when that's in your mind, in your mindset. That ain't what you want. You don't, you want somebody who you can tell what to do. You want somebody who's going to see it your way all the time. You want somebody to, 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 to do exactly what you say without question to make you happy. Right. And so you can't do that. That's not a relationship. I can't think about what to call it right now, but that ain't relationship. And you get mad because that one, there's going to be a day that that person gets fed up with that. Like, now nah, I'm good. You know, because it's all about you. That means you're not finished being single. That relationships have become in vogue, in style now. I want somebody to show up to the church program with. I want somebody who I can post on Instagram and Facebook. I want somebody who we can make little silly TikToks with. I want somebody to go to the company party with me because I don't want to be by myself. You know? That's what I want. I don't want to do the labor. I don't want to do the work of establishing something that's lasting. I, 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 don't, want to, I don't want to adjust me to accommodate somebody else. No. Mm -mm. Love me for the, the, the crazy, sarcastic, sadistic person that I am. The dysfunction. Love me. Love all of me. And I'm like, really? That's how we do this? Come on. We will never get to relationship resolutions if that is our frame of reference and our mindset. No, absolutely not. There are things that I was like, hey, I got I to gotta change this about me. Oh, I ain't gonna, I, she ain't going to stay with me. I ain't going to be able to keep that woman. I, you got to be like, I'm not going to be able to, if I don't accommodate them in this area, if I don't understand that this is their need in this area. Right? That uh, one individual's job is not about just making you happy. The question is, how do I make them happy? Push, pause, rewind. Let me say it again. And it's just not men toward women; it's women toward men as well. Do, do what does making them happy is, or better yet, is making them happy a part of your relational assessment, or is it just them how they make you feel? Them making you happy. That is a very selfish way of looking at it. And we have taken love and relationship way out of context. What can I do? Do you get up and say, hey, what can I do to make put a smile on their face? To make them feel comfortable. To make them feel, you know, safe. Right? Like I want to be with them. What are you doing there? What what are you doing there? Not not I want them to make me happy. I want to be happy with somebody. Okay, but who are you making happy? Stop, push, pause, rewind. Who are you making happy? That's the thing. Who, who are you making happy? How are you going to invest yourself in this relationship to make somebody else happy? Coach, you call this ain't hard. But 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 we have to consider it. We have to consider it. 
especially my young people that my single people that's listening out there. You you're not single because it ain't nobody. That ain't why you single. You not you're not you're single because you ain't finished being and working on you yet. That's why you're not finished. That's why it's easy to project. You're projecting your unfinished behavior on someone else. That's what that is. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> say amen or say ouch, because it's in the room today. That's right. Listen, this is yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, right here on the Culture Call, Praise 93.3. I'm telling you, we're having an amazing day and an amazing conversation. And I need y'all to keep it right here as we talk about re- uh, relationship resolutions, making sure that we get ourselves together uh, before we get into relationships. I need you to keep it right here. Got so much more to come. Don't miss it. This is the world And we are back right here on the Culture Call with your Shirley Ells, Mr. Smith. I'm telling you, we're having a wonderful day and have had a wonderful day all day with you. That's right. For these last two hours, we've just been rocking and and talking and I'm sure shocking (laughs) some of you today. That's right. I'm that kind of guy. I want to make sure that we come to a place of clarity and a place of honesty. Listen, in these few moments, I want to talk about this whole idea that relationships take work. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. If I had an amen button, I would press it. Relationships take work. I want you to divorce yourself from that whole idea, you know, of Cinderella and Snow White and all these other, you know, all these other fantastical things that you think that, you know, these Hollywood, you know, romances and things that that's just you're going to look at somebody's eyes and it's going to be oh no the reality is is that relationships require diligent work yeah when they talk about a labor of love relationships are just that so number one if you don't if you're not a worker if you're someone that that's allergic to work then guess what yeah, you may not be ready for a relationship. You know, and that whole idea of when the text says, and the two shall become one, I want you to understand what that means. That there is a fusion that has to happen, a perspective fusion. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that everything, we have everything alike. But that that means that we have chosen to come into alignment. See, I think that's a part of the problem right there, that we want everything. No, a like a likeness is not the goal. Alignment is. It is being able to look at the reality of each other's differences and say to ourselves, we can still make this work. We can make this work. Let's put this here and let's put this here and let me put this part of me here and you put this part of you there and we're going to keep, we're going to work on it. And and that which need, we need to change, we'll agree, we'll change it together. But it's not me trying to make you like me or vice versa. You trying to make me like you. That's not what relationships is. No, that's not the fusion that we're working on. The fusion that we're working on is not a likeness, it's alignment. 
And I think that's very important. That is very, very important for you to open your eyes and understand that, hey, who knows? It may end up at the altar, but that altar does not make you like each other. No, two are going to become one. Two separate individuals are learning, even when they're in the courting or the dating process or whatever that is, two people coming from different backgrounds, different perspectives, different experiences, different tastes in food, different tastes in music, different tastes in movies. I mean, and the list goes on and on. And yet we have found a particular interlock. We found something that is so very unique to our being together. We found something so very intimate and so very intricate that it requires that we dedicate ourselves to work, to the work of this, to the work of relationship, to the work of saying, hey, I love you enough to show up every day to make this the best human relationship experience that it can be. I'm investing me into you and and all I ask is that you invest you into me, right? That there be nothing too good that I'm willing not to do for you. I'm not talking about adopting salacious and and vile things and wicked things. I'm not talking about that. I'm not saying because they drink, you got to drink. I'm not that. They smoke, you got to smoke to be in relationship with them. No, 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 that's that is in uh, a recipe for toxicity. That is not what we're talking about. But it is me experiencing your world. I love Marvel movies. So sometimes come and sit with me. You love romantic movies. Guess what? Sometimes I'm going to sit with you and watch your movie. Right. And so that, that's, that's important. That's very important. Because I'm I'm making room in my world. Because I may, I don't know. I may like romance movies and you may never know. You may love Marvel movies. But you'll never know that until we do the work of making that. It's not always, nah, you go ahead and look at your thing. Or you go and do your thing as an individual. No, sometimes that thing is, if we're going to come into alignment, I got to watch this movie. I got to watch this movie. I got to watch the kissy, kissy, huggy, huggy. And, and, and yeah. And not just tolerating it, but being open to seeing how you feel, how you see in your own world. Yeah, that's what that's about. Right? And then you see, maybe if you see why, you know, why I'm so excited about these movies. You know, about the futuristic movies and about XYZ and ABC. And, you know, you say, well, that's not weird. You know, I see. I see why you like it. I see why. Yeah, it's doing the work. It's doing the work of understanding. It's doing the work of listening to that individual and saying, hey, hey, you, 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 what, you, said, that, you said that wrong. You said that incorrectly. You didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't like how you approached me that. It's not like, it's not just, well, get, well, I, you know, well, what if the shoe fit? Cause you know how, we, <laughs> y'all know how we can get, if the shoe fit, wear it. No, no, I'm not, no, no, I'm not even in that shoe store. No, it's saying, well, no, I'm sorry. I should, I, 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 let me find a better way to say it. Let me find a better way to say it, right? So that you can receive what I'm saying and that you won't stumble over how I'm saying it. It is, listen, 
It takes work. It takes work. It takes the labor that exposes love. Yeah. That when I when I saw my wife, and I don't know if she felt the same way when I saw me, it was just like, yo, this I've never I've never experienced anything like this before. So, so and, and I knew the difference. I knew the difference. I knew, as a man, I knew the difference that I had never experienced something like this before. And the reality is, is that I had to submit to that difference. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you submit to that difference, then you allow, and that, that, the whole lot of growing, a whole lot of process, a low, a whole lot of sometimes make up to break up, to make up again, a whole lot of, no, a whole lot of tears, a whole lot of, that's, that goes with it. I don't want any of that, but I, I'm not sure if you ever, if you really want a relationship. That's why I said relationships are so in vogue now. It's like it's like a piece of clothing. It's like clothing that's in 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 you know that everybody's wearing. It's like Ugg boots at one time. It's like Jordans. It was really in the time everybody had to have a pair. And then that time moved on and they moved on to something else. That's that's how people treat relationships a lot of times. Especially in these times. And that's very dangerous because you're setting yourself up and another individual to, 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 to have a matter of the heart that may be unfortunately irreversible. It may be difficult and take them years to forget. Years to get over. Absolutely. So you have to consider that. You have to think about that. You have to regard that. You have to comprehend that. It takes a lot of work. Then you move to another phase. And now you got to meet your friends, right? Got to meet your, your friends. Who, who, who are the people, watch this, who are the people who, go, who, uh, who are going to give you advice, be giving you advice about me, about us? I need to meet those people. I, need, I see, yeah, I need to meet those people because I got to see these folks got any sense. <laughs> yeah. I need to meet your guys, right? Because I need to see who who you talking to about us, about me, about who's giving you your perspective on life. Yeah, you got to do the work, right? And 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 listen, speak to speak to people who have the relationship you desire. Back up, rewind, press play. Talk to people and have conversations and be honest with people whose relationships you like, yo, that's what I want. I wonder what it took, what it cost. See, because a lot of times you want a you want a relationship, but you're talking to people who never had a successful one. That part. You want a relationship and you want this and X, Y, Z and ABC, but guess what? You're talking to people who are dysfunctional. You're talking to people who have a twisted way of viewing men, of viewing women. And that's where all your girls, all your guys are like that. And you think you're going to come up with some wise strategy of how to make your relationship successful? No. Part of doing the work is finding people to see what they have that you admire and say, hey, can I talk to you about this? I'm starting this relationship. We're in this relationship. X, Y, Z. Give me some pointers, some tips. How did y'all make it work this long? 
Give me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. You see? Absolutely. Be with people who have fought to make it work. Yeah, get counsel from them. I remember my wife and I, we first got married. And we had some kind of, I don't even know what the conversation was. We were so mad at each other. Oh, my goodness. And and she was going to call her daddy. And I was going to call my mama and my daddy. And she's called her parents. And I called my parents. And both of them like, well, I, we don't know what you're going to do. Because you don't, you don't live here no more. You, you, you don't have no house to come back as an individual. No, not like this. They're like, no, what are you even talking about? Go home and fix it. Be mad, but fix it. Because they've had to fix their relationship. You see what I'm saying? Grandparents have been married 50 plus years. You know, that costs something. That was a lot of labor. That was a lot of work. That was a lot of give and take. That was a lot of understanding that I ain't always going to get my way. I got a witness in this silent church on this culture call this morning. Right. I have to learn that it ain't always going to be my way. So guess what? I may have to update and upgrade my story. I may have to update and upgrade my desire. I may have to update and upgrade the perspective that I have about this in order to make it work. Right. See, you can have it. But do you want to work for it? I don't know if I want to do all that. Well, then you don't really want it then. Period. Stop complaining about what you're not willing to work for. Stop complaining about it. Listen, you ain't going to always be the hero. Sometimes, some days, you're going to be the villain. Sometimes you're going to have to say, I'm sorry, and you're going to have to repent. You're going to have to fall at the knees and at the mercy of their, you know, at, at, at uh, of their grace. You're going to have to say, hey, I, I really screwed up. And you got to give them some space to breathe. You got to give them some space to adjust and accept their apology. It doesn't erase what you did, but you got to give them some space and some time. Absolutely. It's all a part of this fusion called relationship. And I think because our society has are, is teaching us, our culture is teaching us to cancel people and be so intolerant of their growth process that a lot of people are afraid. I don't want to do all that. No, that no, that that no. There are there are uh, there is a person I believe out there that's worth the work. Yes, yes, yes. I say it all the time. There are people, you sitting there waiting till you get it all together, and they, and, and yeah, and you wait until they get it all together, and you never get it together because sometimes God leaves like a jigsaw puzzle parts out that will only become together, only makes sense when you are connected to another individual. But you got to put in the work. You got to put in the labor because it's a labor of love. Yeah? Absolutely. You got to do that. And there's no way around it. There is no way around it. If you're going to have a lasting, strong relationship, you must put in the work. Absolutely. Listen, we're coming to the end of another another broadcast. But listen, we got a little bit more to go. I need you to keep it right here. 
Yeah, on the Culture Call with yours truly, L. Spencer Smith, right here on Praise 93.3, your inspiration station. So much more to come. Don't miss it. Well, family, we are at the end of another show. Yeah, don't cry. Dry your eyes. Guess what? We'll be back in the morning for another culture call and another expanding our community and making us better right here on Praise 93.3 FM. I am telling you, I have had a blast today. I'm sure that my Facebook is going to be blowing up and my messages are going to be blowing up today talking about this this situation, this this subject, yeah, about relationships resolutions. I really, really believe that if we would do the work, if we would make it a labor of love and understand that relationship is a gift that God gives to us, it's a favor. It's a reward. It's grace. It is having someone to partner with you through the good and the bad, the thick and the thing. When you only look at it from one realm, right? When you only look at it from one realm, one degree, you miss all of the great favor that God will give. You miss all of his plan because you, you're looking at it from a consumeristic, capitalistic context. An economic context. You're looking at it that I got to be, I, I like this person or they got to be like me. And you're missing that that's not even the key. That is not even what it is all about. That we need to educate ourselves to understand that relationships are to show us the good, the bad, and the processing about ourselves. The good, the bad, and the transitioning above who we are. I think that's what relationships are. And still have a safe place for somebody to embrace you and say you're still okay in my eyes. Yeah, we in this together. Yeah. That, yeah, your dreams are not too crazy. Your visions are not too crazy. Your movies and your music is not too crazy. Whatever big and or small it might be. Relationship says, I've got somebody in my corner and say, hey, that's my man. That's my woman. Yeah. And we're going to stick by each other. That's what relationships really are. And you got to be ready to have that. And I believe that everybody can have that. If they so desire, it's not, I'm not going to put any kind of divine aspect God demands because that's never been a demand. I'm just saying to you, if that is your desire, then that is how it operates. And that should also always be our resolves for relationships to be the best, but not only to be the best, but to do the best, to perform the best on behalf of another individual as they do the same for me. Listen, at the end of every phone call, my grandmama and my mama used to say, I love you a bushel and I love you a peck. And I love you a hug around the neck. Culture call. I love you. I promise you I do. Until our next event, until our next show, until our next moment together, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., I want you to be good. I want you to love each other. And I want you to be kind to each other. All right? I'll talk to y'all in the morning. Peace.